Hello everybody. And now today we are covering day 18. And today's topic is kind of uh, interesting, okay? Especially as a pastor, we are dealing with volunteers and many times I wonder, does glorifying God means just doing our best? Well, today I want you to buckle up and it's going to be rough. I'm going to tell you this, especially for me. I can admit that sometimes I'm a procrastinator and uh, this can hit some of you real hard. So today's daily scripture is found in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, all the way to verse 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You know, oftentimes, you know, when we are in ministry, like I've said this many times to myself, you know, all is required is that I did my best and that should be enough. Or you hear a fellow saying, says, all you need is to do your best. First of all, I, 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 I want to say from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate every effort that everybody does to help our church reach our mission and vision. But doing our best, is that biblical? Most importantly, is it always synonymous with glorifying God? So let us dive into this matter. When we look at the world around us, it's evident that best is very subjective. Let me give you an example. The best that we offer when we are prepared, rested, and devoted is very different from the best we give in a hurry, under stress, or with divided attention. Consider this example with me. If you were given a project with a time frame of four months to complete, would it be wise or prudent to wait until the last minute to begin? Certainly not. Yet many might do just that, often due to procrastination or misplaced priorities, and then in a fury of activity and last-minute scrambling, they complete the task. When it's done, they might say, well, I did my best under the circumstances, but was that truly their best? Most importantly, did it glorify God? The Bible teaches us in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31, so whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. So I want to take a moment right now to discuss the difference between the glory of God and our very best. Let's begin with a definition of what the glory of God looks like. We manifest God. We manifest God's character, presence, excellence, standard, and splendor of God. Okay, But when we define our best, what does it mean? Our maximum effort or performance given our abilities and circumstances. So what's the standard of the glory of God? Absolute and perfect. God's glory is the highest standard of excellence. Our best is relative. What is considered best for one might not be for another. So what's the purpose of the glory of God? to reveal God's nature, holiness, character, works into His creation. Our best usually to achieve a particular goal or meet a certain standard. So what's the response to the glory of God? Awe 
worship and reverence. The glory of God naturally leads to a response of humility and worship. But the response to our best is appreciation, validation, or critiquing. Our best efforts can be either appreciated or critiqued by others. So what's the effect of the glory of God? Transformative. Encountering the glory of God changes life. Our best can inspire or disappoint. Our best can either motivate others or if it falls short, can lead to disappointment. While God has indeed blessed us with unique gifts, it is not to be used recklessly or carelessly. When we act hastily, we do not only risk compromising the quality of our work, but we also miss the chance to truly meditate on and dedicate our efforts to God. True glory of God is not just only about the result, it is also about the process. It's about the dedication, the commitment, and the prayer we put into every step of the journey. It's about acknowledging God in all our ways, seeking His guidance at every stage, and putting in sincere effort to excel, not for our glory, but for His. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6 tells us, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all our, your ways, submit to Him and He will make your path straight. Well, this scripture speaks of an ongoing relationship of continually seeking God's guidance and trusting Him. We serve an excellent God. He is perfect in all His ways. He deserves our very best and not just in terms of result but in dedication time commitment glorifying god means honoring him with both our process and our product it's about offering him the first fruit of our time effort and attention not just the leftovers we must ask ourselves are we giving god the excellence he deserves are we reflecting His glory in our preparation, dedication, and effort? Or are we merely offering Him our hurried best and hoping it is enough? So the next time when you face with a task big or small, remember that doing your best isn't just about the end result. It's about the journey, the effort the intention, and most importantly, the heart behind it. Let's strive not just to do our best, but to do all things in a manner that brings outermost glory to our Father in heaven. As we seek to understand and embrace the profound call to glorify God in our life, there are pivotal steps and truths we must take to heart. Beyond the initial steps of seeking divine wisdom and aligning our actions with God's pattern, there are deeper spiritual truths and principles that can guide us towards living a life that truly reflects His glory. So here's the first step. Number one, acknowledge God as the great designer. Before we were formed, God had a plan and a purpose for our lives. He intricately designed every facet of our being, every talent, every passion, every calling. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5 reminds us, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Recognizing that God as our designer helped us align with His purpose 
acknowledging that we are fearfully and wonderfully made for a divine purpose. And here comes step number two. Pray for the guidance of His Spirit. Amen. The Holy Spirit is our counselor, our comforter, and our guide. John chapter 16 verse 13 says, When the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all truth. Continuously seek the Holy Spirit in prayer and reading the Bible, His blueprint, asking for guidance, discernment, and clarity in all that you do. And number three, empowerment to the Holy Spirit. Our human strength has limits, but the Holy Spirit, we are empowered beyond measure. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 assures us, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Ask daily for the Holy Spirit to empower you, filling you with the strength, courage, wisdom to face each day in every challenge. And number four, embrace the journey with its ups and downs. Our walk with God is not always smooth. We will encounter challenges, make mistakes, at times fall. But remember, in God's eyes, you are already the completed product, loved and cherished. When you stumble, don't be disheartened. God is ever-present, ready to lift you up, reminding you of your worth and purpose in Him. Number five, know you are never alone. The promise of Deuteronomy chapter 31 verse 6 stands firm. He will never leave you nor forsake you. When you face trials or you feel defeated, remember God is by your side, guiding, protecting, and comforting you. Number six, glorifying God is a continuous journey. Like any meaningful relationship, our walk with God involves and deepens over time. It is a process that requires dedication, humility, perseverance, but continuously seek Him we move closer to reflecting His glory in all that we do. Seven, this is very important. Forgiveness breeds innovation and grace. Mistakes are inevitable, but they become stepping stones when enveloped in God's grace and forgiveness. When we embrace God's forgiveness, it's not only free us from guilt, but also inspire and renew our spirit, leading to growth and innovation in our spiritual journey. Number eight, grace, the divine empowerment. Grace is more than just unmerited favor. It is God's empowerment in our lives. Through grace, we find the desire to do better, to rise above our, uh, uh, our limitations and to fulfill our divine purpose. It molds us, refines us, completes us, making us true masterpieces in the hands of our Creator. So here's the application challenge, okay? Let's challenge ourselves to break free from the constraint of human standards of doing our best. Step into a higher standard and one that truly glorifies our magnificent God. Remember, our best when done with sincerity, dedication and foresight can truly reflect the glory of God we serve. So, shall we just lift our hands? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you with humble hearts. Acknowledging the vast difference between our best and your unmatched glory. Lord, as we endeavor to serve and honor you, remind us that 
while our best may be limited and fallible, your glory is boundless, perfect and eternal. Father, help us not become complacency with simply offering our best in the face of human standards. Instead, let us be continually inspired by your glory, striving to elevate our offerings to you, aiming not for human uh, achievement or human uh, 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 recognition, but for uh, heavenly affirmation. In every task, in every challenge, let our motivation be to reflect a glimpse of your glory so that others may be drawn to you. We pray for discernment to understand when our best aligns with your will and when we fall short, grant us the wisdom and the courage to seek your guidance and lean on your strength when our abilities are weak. Lord, in moments of weakness, when our best seems inadequate, remind us that we are not alone. For in our insufficiency, your strength is made perfect. Let us not be discouraged, but rather be inspired continuously, grow, learn, improve always, with the aim of bringing you more glory to your name. May our lives in every action, every word be a reflection of your glory. And when we fall short, let your grace cover us, guiding us back to the path that shines with your radiant light. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening in. Again, thank you, thank you, thank you for serving Tabernacle of Joy. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. Let's strive. Whatever we do, whatever we say, whatever that God has given us responsibilities, let's do it for the glory of God. In Jesus' name.